Hey, how are you? Welcome back to Podcast for Your Life. And we are going to share some thoughts from our life for yours about lawn care. Lawn care, yes. Caring for one's lawn. Mm-hmm. Care for that lawn. It's a thing, you know, especially this time of year. And the lawn has to be cared for or it will die and become a desert. Mm-hmm. In Texas, in fact, you Texans know this. Our lawns, our lawns just turn into tumbleweeds. They do if you don't <clears throat> if you don't care for them, etc. So yep, they dry up and and tumble tumble away. Yep, your so lawn what, will just blow away. So so what is a lawn? Well, a lawn is our way of referring to grass, which is a plant that grows at the front part of our house. I guess we have both back and front, but um, we have a norm now in our culture where we like to grow a plant, very an even level of a plant, um, a type of grass, in front of our house because we like it. And so we also like it to stay green and be almost perfect. Mm-hmm. And one thing I wonder is like, man, how did that happen? Like, obviously grass grows a lot of places. So people would have appreciated the sort of softness or greenness or beauty or whatever of grass uh, long before the idea of like, you know, planting it and caring for it on purpose. But I, I do often wonder, like, man, how do we get to this point where we have, we all have lawns, and it's like a, a part of some rental agreements, a part of some, like, HOAs, that you have to keep your lawn mm-hmm. a, in some sort of um, shape or whatever. So that's interesting to me. What do you think? Yeah, lawns are uh, part of our our lives. <laughs> well, unless you live in an apartment complex. Right, that's true. And then you... It's not really. You guys What's, used to live in an apartment. We did. Yeah, we didn't have a lawn. You know, it's interesting, though. I have some friends who live in Arizona, and they don't have a lot of lawns out there. Yeah. Their lawns consist of uh, dust. This is, this is, well, no, no, no. Sand. Like rocks. Ah. Like not gravel, like kind of just like interesting um, designed rock formations, yes. like gravel arrangements, and then cacti. And this isn't. Everywhere, like I'm sure there are some some people that have grass, but the majority of the people I've seen in places like Tucson, uh-huh. Green Valley, Phoenix, Gilbert area, whatever, those are yeah mostly rocks. So huh. you drive by and you just see rocks, and I think it's because they're trying to conserve water. Right, it's a drier area it makes yeah. sense. If you have rocks, you don't have to water the lawn. Yeah, I personally would lean more towards that. It's less work. Yeah, you don't have to mow your rocks every day. <laughs> Or once a week or once a month or whatever. You don't have to water your rocks. Yeah. They don't grow. Yeah. Well, actually, they might. And cacti, they just need a little, little bit of water every once in a while. And they can live off of so much, so little water. Yeah. I actually think, I think most rocks are on a trajectory of shrinking over a long timeline. But that's another yeah. episode. Yeah, it's true. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. I think it could be kind of depressing. And I understand that I'm, that's just me coming from a, a preference and coming from what I'm used to. But right. it, it would seem to be depressing to just have a, a rock lawn. And what I mean by that, I think, is that I remember playing in the grass as a kid. Sure. And it was like a, an area where you could um, run around barefoot or whatever if you didn't have stickers. Yeah. And that being a pretty fun thing. And so if you if you don't have a space like that, um, it doesn't have to be, I guess you could be not grass but not rocks, some sort of area um, like sand or or something a little bit softer on the feet, that maybe could be equivalent. It would just seem less, like, soft. And, you, like, I feel like things like having a picnic or those types of activities that are really great to do outdoors when it's not too hot 
I feel like grass is kind of, you know, has the monopoly on those things. <laughs> sure. But yeah, you're right. It's also not like, you could argue that we spend a lot of, you know, effort and water and whatnot on on our lawns. And that might not be the best allocation for it. I, I was seeing a thing the other day of these, these, these house designs that recycle their own water. And so the only water you actually use to water your lawn is like it's the third use of the water. Hmm. So it's like after you've either showered or or even like maybe toilet which i know seems strange but just the water yeah, makes sense um it's i guess good fertilizer i guess it wouldn't be it wouldn't be the actual sewage part but just the water so maybe not that it's good fertilizer though. but think about different things in your in our lives like water from like a washing machine water from a dishwasher water from the sink from the shower um, all these different things that is, is recaptured immediately you can just reuse that water and so i saw something super interesting about that where it was like yeah plants will are fine with this kind of water they're not really picky and so that'd be a huge way to to still have plants and yet not waste as much water it's like a way for lawns to be able to experience the tide pod craze yeah through through that third hand water (laughs) right and lawns want to be more green you know yeah not in the color sense but in the more eco-friendly sense yeah they really do you know they want to be clean and green yes also i feel like there's something that plants bring to life that's kind of enjoyable not everybody's a green thumb type of person and i don't know if i am but there is something that is great about having living plants around i'm not sure if there's any science behind that but wow it's i think it makes a difference well with the rock rock lawn you can have <laughs> different desert plants that right. you're gonna have you're not just gonna have rocks like a gravel like front yard there's usually like Various sizes of rocks, and then you'll have maybe a cactus, some sort of desert plant or desert tree or desert bush. But you could have plant boxes where you have herbs growing, you have flowers growing. You could even have a whole area that's sort of like the mulchy sort of a deal um, that they that's popular around here where you have like flower beds and bushes and stuff. You probably could do that. Again, it depends on the climate. So I think there's a lot of places where the lawns are already grassy, so it wouldn't make sense to like kill the grass and put rocks down. Right, right. But I think that it makes sense from like, if you're looking at it just from a maintenance perspective, I think that rocks are the way to go. You know what's totally fascinating to me? Sod. Mm-hmm. It's grass, yep. but we found a way to make it portable. Yeah. It's like barely grown. It's like grass, but it's a blanket. It's like grass to go. <laughs> I don't think I have anything better than that. Thanks. That's a that's a first. <laughs> Isn't it crazy though? It is crazy. Yeah. It's uh yeah, grass to go. Isn't it amazing that we have an entire industry dedicated to landscaping? Yeah. So if we had all rock lawns, it would put a lot of people out of business. Yes, that's true. And it is it is really skilled labor. Yeah. Um, it takes a lot of knowledge of machinery and fixing it, and also just the the knowledge of operating it in a way. It's because to some degree there's a level of accuracy and a knowledge about different types of grasses and all that kind of stuff. Like I have at different times in my life been the main mower of the lawn at whether it was whenever I was living at home as a kid or now uh, we recently started paying someone to do our lawn because we don't have a lawnmower anymore unfortunately but yeah when i do it myself i'm always like man uh this doesn't look as good mm-hmm. <laughs> and i like try to you know read how to do it or whatever and yep. so there is something to it that people people that learn it well and do it well it's kind of impressive yeah, for sure 
You have a friend who has a landscaping business in Arizona, of all places. So shout out to you, friend from Arizona. I hope that your business is doing mo better these days. I also had a quote-unquote business for landscaping back in the day, which basically means I mowed like three different people's lawns in our neighborhood and made money off of it. Huh. And I had business cards from Vistaprint and everything, and it was it was interesting. It was hot, and I don't think I did the greatest job compared to some of these more professional ones. Yeah. I had one uh, client in particular who was very picky about their lawn. Uh-huh. So we mowed our lawn maybe once every other week, depending on how fast or how slow it grew Yeah, um, growing up. And this person wanted it mowed every week, regardless of whether it had grown a lot or not. Wow. Every week. So it was great for me because I'm like, oh, sweet. I get you know paid each time I mow it. Yeah. But there was a part of me that was like, this is barely grown. Like you're, you're not watering it because it's summer and it's, it like, it doesn't, it looks like I just mowed it. Yeah. So there was like, I don't know what, if this is just like an OCD thing or, and so a couple of times I would, he would come out and be like, yeah, you're not exactly mowing up to my standards. And so I was like, oh, okay. Wow. Awkward. I was like 14. So yeah. It was a first job. He just weed whacked him, and it was fine. <laughs> he learned no. his lesson. No, I, I, um, I used to. My dad and I used to mow the lawn together, and I have a lot of allergies, and so that was you know a factor. Allergic to a lot of different types of plants and whatnot. And so one time, I was trying to mow the lawn, and it, my dad was I think out of town or something, and so I was like, oh, you know, I'll be a grown up, and I'll mow. I was probably early high school or late middle school. I was like, I'll go ahead and mow the lawn on my own. I know how to do it pretty much. And so I was in the riding lawnmower. We had nice one of those. It was not like a super fancy one. It was just that it made it way easier for the amount of land that we had at the time. And at one point, I, I just barely hit this uh, a bit of a dead tree Uh-oh. that was there. And it was totally fine. And then literally 30 seconds after that, I started getting incredibly itchy. Oh. And then I discovered that that little bit of a dead tree I'd hit was a cedar tree, which is like I'm incredibly allergic to. Oh. Not like I'll, you know, like my throat will close up and stuff like that but i just my skin gets really reactive to it you're allergic to cedar <laughs> yeah and so that did not go wow. well and not my attempt at being a you know grown-up dude and doing it all on my own ended pretty quickly and i had to like go take some benadryl and take a cold shower and all <laughs> all this stuff it was miserable you're and shot at fame because i hit it with a lawnmower it like went everywhere so instead yeah. of just like touching a tree or something it was like you know bits of it probably like little dust Pieces went everywhere, all over me. It was a cedar grenade. <laughs> yes. A cedar bomb. Exactly. Wow. That's horrible. So you can't have, like, salmon on a cedar plank? What's that? It's like a dish. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I could. Like I said, it's not like my throat it swells up or anything. It's just that Wow. Um, I would get, like, if I touch this to my skin and stuff, I'll get itchy, you know. Cool. Yeah. Well, that was a mini segment uh, called uh, Allergies for Your Life. Now back yeah. to a regular schedule program. Back, back to, yeah, back to non-allergy for your life. So is lawn care weird? Is it a thing that's weird that we just kind of accept in our lives? Should we reevaluate that kind of thing? What do you think? No, I think that there are some social structures that make it so that lawn care is, for lack of a better word, enforced. Yeah. You know, you can't just have weeds growing haywire and your grass can't be super long. Yeah. And I think that's just because of the structure of certain neighborhoods in our area, at least. But I think that there is a part of mowing, like taming this forest that's growing, this mini forest that's growing in your front and backyard, 
or just front yard if you only have a front yard. There is something that's satisfying about mowing a lawn, looking back and being like, wow, this actually looks really nice. Like, I feel satisfied by yeah. this good work I did. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I agree with that. I think there's something to be said for the discipline of that, too. It's enjoyable to see something you do be fruitful. Yeah. And like a lawn takes discipline in the sense of week to week, you have to be sort of caring for it. And, I, and I've come to enjoy that. I would say, though, that it can be whatever you choose it to be, meaning you can have something like that in your life. It doesn't have to be the lawn. Sure. Uh, you could have somebody else do your lawn, and you can have your own dis- self-discipline type of project that's fruitful and enjoyable. It doesn't have to be the lawn, you know? Yeah, that's great. Like macrame or... Lawn care. You can do that, or you can make a loom. Lawn care. If macrame wasn't really your thing. Lawn care. It's fun until you have just rocks. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, lawn care is pretty cool. Thanks, guys, for listening. We hope that you'll uh, be thinking about this next time you're mowing the lawn, whether it's a little push mower, or whether it's a tractor, or whether it's just surveying the rocks in your front lawn. Or your chia pet. Or your GFS. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye, guys.